If you've ever driven the highway between Abbotsford and Mission, no doubt you've passed right by Lepp's Farm Market. They've grown their business from a corn truck on the side of the road to a booming business which you see today. Their parking lot seems always to be full of cars. In this edition of FitSpeak, we speak with owner Charlotte Lepp. We chat with her about her not-so-sensational athletic past, the market's relationship to the Abbotsford run for water, and how she uses exercise to keep her mind and body in top shape to run a successful business. And happy Friday afternoon, FitSpeak listeners. We're coming to you live from Abbotsford, a special guest today. We're here at the corner of, which road are we on, on the highway between Mission and Abbotsford, Charlotte? Claiborne Road. Claiborne Road. It's a busy place. It's a rainy afternoon, but the parking lot is full. Um, With us today, Charlotte Lepp from Lepp's Family Market. Thank you so much for taking time with us today, Charlotte. You're welcome. Let's, first of all, maybe get started and you could tell us the story about this amazing place that you've built not that long ago. Right, we've um, just completed eight years here at the market, and my husband and I uh, started farming. We both grew up in Abbotsford, both born and raised in Abbotsford, and uh, grew up here and um, both on on farms, family farms. I grew up on a chicken and raspberry farm, and his dad did all kind of mixed farming. High school sweethearts, married. He started farming uh, immediately with his dad. We were a commercial hog operation and we're always selling sweet corn on the corner here at the market or on this intersection here. And very busy. Customers loved us. We were a landmark. They kept asking, when are we going to do something year round? And um, the hog industry is typically very up and down. And we had been riding the up and down waves for quite a few years and mm-hmm. just decided. It was time to, before we were too old, to get out of it. We didn't want to pass that kind of farming legacy onto our kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was time to reinvent ourselves while we still had a little bit of time and energy to do that. And I love to cook. I love great food. Um, uh, Rob loves to farm. And so it kind of was a combination of both what we lo- both love to do, plus the encouragement of all the people that were always stopping at the corn stand. And we saw all the food trends that was right around the time when um, the 100 Mile Diet book came out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the food trend was really working towards shopping local, knowing where your food comes from, know the farmer. And we just loved making that connection for people. So that's sort of the passion that started Left Farm Market for us. It was a way for us to keep farming be able to pass on something to our children and and also connect our love of great food um, with our community. One of the best smelling grocery stores (laughs) in British Columbia. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what would an average day look like for you as a co-owner rather of a a very successful business? Yeah, well, I was a stay-at-home mom until uh, we started the market and so my life completely changed. Mm. Our youngest son had just graduated when we started the market and and I was a farm wife. I did the books, I cooked for the farm farmers and ran for parts and Mm -hmm. (laughs) tractor parts and did all that kind of stuff. And now you've got uh, a nice fancy office, a big leather chairs, computer (laughs) monitors, a new phone system, a a bit of a transition. A lot of transition, Mm -hmm. but um, we just, 
one thing we really stress at the market with all of our team members is that we're inviting people into our home. This is our home. So for me, it's just a more, it continues to be an extension of inviting the community into our home. And um, so I do look at this as our home and our family. And I spend a lot of time here. My, my role is probably more um, uh, with PR, representing the the company to the community. Such as what you're doing right now. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, Answering emails from people, finding recipes, helping write the weekly newsletter that we send out. And we we almost always include a recipe because people still want to find good recipes and how to cook good food. And that is an excellent source. Could you give us the address or it's just... Yeah, it's lepfarmmarket.com. So that's our website. And on there we have a huge recipe uh, website. base already quite a few quite a few recipes lots of meat recipes of course because we are primarily a meat market but mm-hmm. uh, branching out into the vegetarian world because that's something that uh, people are looking for more and more as well mm-hmm. so it's a great resource and you're making me hungry i haven't <laughs> had food for three hours and i'm just and the smell is just amazing yeah so tell us about some of your background as far as being a, a sports person um, originally from Abbotsford were you active as a kid in sports and whatnot um, a little bit I my my parents were immigrants and we were farmers so farm in what kids, country uh, they came from the Ukraine okay yeah came to Canada here in 1948 mm-hmm. and I was the youngest of seven kids on a farm and so they were busy farming and um, farm kids don't sit still we we work you know mm-hmm. I had a pumpkin patch that I was hoeing and mm-hmm. gathered eggs every day and picked raspberries and oh my. so farm kids don't sit around much and uh, I did you know ride my bike to the school and played on the softball team and but that was about it other than um, gym class at school yeah our, our family was really just working hard we didn't have a lot of time to play play sports well, a ton of leisure time being a, a farmer's daughter so to speak mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. but uh, busy all the same and getting fit all the same you yeah. don't just as you were saying just sit around and oh, watch yeah. the grass grow or the crops grow you're you're in there picking the raspberries and, and making it happen with some especially busy seasons uh, mm-hmm. considering the nature of the business mm-hmm. but right. uh, tell us the story about your kind of unsuccessful <laughs> run for the grade eight basketball <laughs> team here in well, town well it, it was sort of um yeah cemented in my mind that I'm probably not a real athlete and it was grade eight and you know you try out for all the different sports teams and and there was quite a few girls that tried out and they cut two of us my and I happened to be one just of them. two just people two, I knew just two. Oh. so it sort of kind of took the wind out of my sails and mm-hmm. I moved more into the uh, academic and, and arts arts after that but uh, um you know, I married into a sports-loving family, and I'm still not someone who sits around a lot. So, mm. you know, I ride my bike and do things like that, but didn't really play on a professional or a, a school. A high-level. Uh, high yeah, mm-hmm. sports team at all. So did you stay active as a young adult working on the farm? Did you have any recreational activities, or was it just all nose to the grindstone, harvest and plants and repeat? Right, and had a big garden. Mm. My, my form of exercise was always being outside. I mean, I'm, I'm a farmer's daughter and mm-hmm. a farmer, so I, you know, I always had a garden and mowed the lawn and did all that kind of thing. My husband was really into golf, so okay. I'd walk around with him sometimes before we had kids and mm. do that. And then once the kids come, there's not that much time to do all those leisure activities then you're driving them from one leisure activity to Mm -hmm. another so you know our kids did all the typical hockey 
baseball, swimming lessons. Um, our boys played on the school uh, golf team and on the school ski team and school basketball team. Uh, no, no, no basketball debated. <laughs> no, nobody. No, my husband was a basketball okay. player, but, but neither neither of the boys did that. They were yeah definitely more into the golf, the mm. golf and the ski. That was something we always did as a family, and that was one thing that I always did as well. And and. Uh, you know, I didn't love it, but I did it because it was a family activity. That the was, golfing or the, the skiing? skiing? The, the skiing. skiing. Oh. Yeah. Any so, misadventures you'd care to share with our listeners? Um, not, not really. I think one of the last times I skied, my son convinced me, come on, Mom, you know, come on out. We're and we're talking have... downhill, not cross-country, right? Yeah, right, okay. downhill. We, mm. we would always, you know, take some time to go to Whistler uh-huh. uh, a fair bit. And um, he said, Mom, I'll ski with you because nobody else wanted to ski with me. I was that slow. Mm. So we, he was snowboarding. So he sort of started going down the hill, and he was snowboarding circles all the way around me. And by the time we got down to the bottom, I... I went, I think you just want to ski with your friends, don't you? And he went, well, is that okay with you, Mama? Yeah. <laughs> you wow. just go do it. I'll, I'll cheer you on from, yeah. from where I can see. Well, so. that was gracious of him. Mm-hmm. Right. So you do some skiing, or you have in the past. Have, yeah. And presently, um, you're a busy person. You've got, my goodness, probably more than what most of us would consider a full-time job managing mm-hmm. this big business and running a, a family and the rest of it. How do you make time for exercise? Well, it's it's something that, you know, even while my kids were growing up, I would go to the gym. I did really enjoy um, step classes because mm-hmm. I love music, and so something with rhythm is, is good for me. I like doing that. So I always enjoyed the step classes. And then uh, as we started the market the first year or two, there was just no time mm-hmm. for anything like that. Yeah. But, but I started to feel more and more the stress of that taking a toll yeah. on my body. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was headaches, sore shoulders, mm-hmm. back aches, all of that. And it shows up. It does mm-hmm. show up. It definitely does. It comes out somehow. Mm-hmm. And um, so at, we were at a, um, the Crystal Gala, actually, and they had uh, one a free um, uh, where you could go try out at Innovative Fitness mm-hmm. and an evaluation, a free evaluation. So I, I picked that one up and I went, I, I need to do something. And um, like I said, I had really kind of let it go. Plus, my weight was creeping up, you know, and a lot of it was having to try out all the foods that we were. That we were. Oh, it sounds like a heck of a job. But, <laughs> Somebody's uh, got to try it. Yeah. But you can't be eating muffins and scones mm. for breakfast every day and cookies for lunch. You and... get danger pay for that, though, <laughs> I, I heard. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I knew that a change needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, actually, I've been doing that now for three years at Innovative Fitness in mm. Abbotsford. And Who's for, your trainer? Um, right now, uh, uh, um Christina trains me one day a week and Devin trains me one day a week. And I, so I go twice a week. I do that. Um, and it's really good for me because I'm a bit of a lazy athlete and not mm-hmm. super motivated. But this way, they don't let me get away with anything. They push me way beyond what I would normally push myself. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you're paying for it, right? And you can't just not show up and you're paying for it whether you show up or not. Absolutely. So, <laughs> it's, it's a financial commitment. It yeah. is a financial mm-hmm. commitment, but it's something that I have really kept up now twice a week. Um, I've been doing that for about three years and really can't say that it has made a, a difference with my health. And the other thing that I do also is I walk a lot. My neighbor and yeah. I have walked um, many, many years together. And we don't do it. We used to do it three days a week, three mornings a week. But mm-hmm. now that's down to one or two days a week. And uh, 
we walk and talk about our lives and, and we push ourselves you know we're mm. going up the hill we don't walk down here in the flats oh, because okay. there's there's dogs there's big trucks and there's mm. no sidewalks and yeah. there's no hills so you know we usually walk up in the Cleburne, Cleburne oh, okay. Hill area there mm-hmm. yeah. beautiful place to walk it not is. too fragrant fragrant rather compared to uh, some of the places yeah. down here in, in the center yeah, of the valley yeah yeah so innovative fitness going back to that for a minute mm-hmm. um what would you say is your most favorite workout that they put you through and one of the workouts that you you know it's good for you but you kind of don't like it maybe we'd call that the broccoli of your workouts <laughs> the, if you well, don't like, I like broccoli, oh you like so, broccoli yeah. okay but um oh well you know they're really good at changing it up every time it's mm. it's never the same and ironically sometimes they will make you shoot hoops outside if it's a nice day and mm. i've told them that it's taking me back to all my insecurities from my grade eight girls basketball <laughs> team. And every time you miss, you have to run, you know, you got to jog a little bit. So oh, I've um, heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the one thing that I loved and I haven't done it for a while because I've, I've had a little trouble with my shoulder is um, that they would they would do boxing with me. Ah. And, and that's something that is so far out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I would never, ever do it. But I must say that I feel strong when I do that and it's it's kind of fun and it gets some frustrations out at the same oh, time. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Who is that punching bag that yeah. you're nailing? So those are the ones you enjoy. What Which are ones that, you know, are good for uh, you? But... The bike. I don't love the bike. No. No, okay. no I don't like That's just really not my favorite cardio thing to do. But um, but like I said, they don't let me get away with it just because mm-hmm. I tell them I don't love it. And, yeah. that's, and that's good. I'm not paying them to be nice to me. No. <laughs> if I'm giving up my hour and I'm paying all the money, I want, you know, push me. You mm-hmm. know, I'm here now, so push me through this. And they have. They've really challenged me with with some of the things that uh, that they're making me do there. How do you find it shows up the most? Uh, is it a sleep thing? Is it an appetite thing? Is it a mood thing? Because, I mean, we, we hear about all these amazing things that exercise and, of course, proper nutrition mm-hmm. and proper sleep do for us. But you've always had the nutrition and perhaps the sleep we can get into for another time. But how did the consistent exercise start paying dividends for you? Um, I would say probably I, I did definitely notice a um, reduction in my headaches. And for me, you know, I had gone to a chiropractor and done all those things. And mm-hmm. and it, it's just, it there, there's nothing wrong with me other than it's stress. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I, I clench my, you know, my shoulders Our rise up. and tends to it just tenses, It just tenses up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's something that um, my headaches definitely have subsided a lot. And mm-hmm. I just feel stronger I mean yeah. I'm you know I'm turning 55 this year oh my and, goodness <laughs> and, and I I feel good you mm-hmm. know I can go for a bike ride and mm-hmm. and I can walk up a hill and I have energy and I feel I feel strong and I would love to say that my weight is is down where I would love it to be and and it's I, I could probably stand to lose a few pounds, but at least it also gives me the flexibility to eat a little bit, you know, some of the treats that I enjoy yeah. and know that I'm doing the physical exercise. Yeah. And uh, I did actually um, go for a complete physical checkup because I have a number of my siblings have had heart attacks and high cholesterol, mm. blood pressure and that. And, and they, they told me that my um, my good cholesterol was actually very, very low. It was a good, it was a really good number. Uh-huh. And I you know, I said, so what attributes to that? And he said, well, you probably exercise and mm. work out, don't you? And uh-huh. I said, yeah, yeah, I do. So uh, that was that was uh, a great thing to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that also is, is helping 
with, with that as well. Yeah, and that's really one of the benefit. reasons we invited you here to FitSpeak for our chat this afternoon. I mean, we're known as the Fraser Valley's Fitness, Wellness, and Endurance Sports Podcast. And we've talked to a lot of, you know, high-caliber cyclists and runners and whatnot. And um, the whole idea here is that a regular person, well, a business owner who, mm-hmm. you know, often the biggest thing that gets a lot of people um, or rather prevents a lot of people from doing exercise, which is, as you said, so amazing for you. It's just, you know, the amount of time to invest in this sort of thing. But you're investing what would be probably a pretty reasonable amount of time, but yet you're getting an amazing result. I mean, you're happy, you're healthier, your mm-hmm. headaches are in a, a lot of positive benefits from mm-hmm. a, a reasonable um time investment right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's about I would say like consistently four hours a week so Mm -hmm. two hours at the gym and two hours doing a good a good uphill pushing speed walk like we're not strolling we're we're moving when we walk so yeah speaking of walking and the segue into running I also understand you're a big supporter of Abbotsford's run for water tell us a little bit about that well, um, when we started the business, we wanted to be able to find a way for ours to, for us as a whole team with our staff to give back um, globally and to our community as well. And uh, so we've, we tried a number of different things during the years, you know, what is it over the years, what is it that connects with our staff and how can we get them involved and how can we get them excited? And we, we noticed that a number of them were requesting that Sunday off because mm. they wanted to participate in the run for water. So Neat. we decided that that was probably a good a good thing for us to get involved in. So um, this is our third year now that we've uh, sponsored the one of the come on as one of the sponsors for Run for Water. And when we announced it, it was it was always sort of on the back of my mind. Running is something that I've never really done mm-hmm. either, and <laughs> and I thought, well, what would be a great way for us to motivate the the staff to get involved? And we told them that if enough of them signed up for the run, we would close the store that morning so that uh-huh. everyone could participate that wanted to. Wow. And so when we announced it, I took a deep breath and said, I am going to run the 5K. All right. And if I can do it, if this grandma can do it, now that's you guys, leadership. <laughs> you guys can do it too. So for me, that once I said it, now mm. I knew that I, I had to do it. Yeah, so, a bit of a commitment, a bit of a social pressure yes, there. Yes, definitely. And so I started training, you know, mm. they got me going at IF. And, oh, yeah. And I uh, got my fitness tracker mm-hmm. and checking my heart rate and, and participated in the run club that they put on. And uh, so, yeah, at 53 years old, I, I ran my first 5K ever and without stopping. I mean, without I, stopping. Without stopping. Mm-hmm. For me, it was, I, I don't care how long it takes me, okay. I just don't want to stop because I knew walking, you know, I could run and walk. That wouldn't be a problem. At okay. All, but I wanted to uh-huh. run it without stopping. Yeah. And, and I did. And I actually, I think, came in fourth or fifth in my age group. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, so that's quite the uh, pretty, impressive debut. pretty proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, people kept telling me, once you do one, you're going to just love it and you're going to get you know addicted and you're going to want to sign up for the next one. And honestly, I, I can't say that that's the truth. Well, I noticed when I walked in your office, you were walking toward your desk there, and I didn't think those were Nikes or Adidas. Yeah. Those were more shoes than, yeah. than runners. <laughs> So yeah. you're planning to do it again this year? I did it or? again last year, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, and I have to say that as I'm running it, you know, all I'm thinking is I don't have to do this again for another year. <laughs> okay. But I did it again mm-hmm. and I beat my time for oh, the first year. Faster years, still. So okay. did, not by much, but mm-hmm. it was a little bit. So yeah. I'm happy with that. And, mm-hmm. and the... the um, 
you know, then I then I tried to keep up running on my own after, and I'm looking around, going, "Well, where's all the cheering fans? And right. Where's, where's yeah. the music?" And and uh, to keep me motivated to run. Mm-hmm. But I did find, interestingly enough, that um, for me, once I started training, I was trying to think of how I could motivate myself. So I started like running one telephone pole, and then walking one, and running one, and walking one, and just didn't find that that was working very well for me and then i read an incredible book called Mm. um uh find a way by diana nyad and she was the lady who swam the um from cuba to florida oh yes the first the first person that ever swam ever right and she was like 65 years old when she successfully did it she had tried and failed three times before that Uh and no telephone poles in the Atlantic no, Ocean. No, but she um, would, um, she had memorized all these songs oh, in her okay. head, and so she would sing them over, and she knew exactly if she sang Imagine by John Lennon hmm. 500 times in her head, because uh-huh. the swim actually took her like 50-some hours without yeah. stopping. It's an incredible book. Hmm. So motivating. And uh, she said, just the rhythm of that. So I thought, oh, well, I like music, and mm-hmm. I like rhythm, so I actually started counting my steps, and that was... As soon as I did that, I, you know, I ran a hundred steps and then I walked fifty, and I probably um, tripled as far as I could run, just by disciplining myself to count out my steps mm-hmm. and find something that worked for me. So then it, and then it became the music as well. I started mm-hmm. downloading songs, and and you can actually get apps that find songs in your playlist okay. that match your rhythm, so that you're running to the rhythm of the songs that you like. Because mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of running playlists out there, but yeah. they're not really music that I would listen to. I have my own playlist. Are I, Are you a country music fan at um, all? Uh, some of some. I, I was yeah. going to say, if you know how to two step that rhythm, that beat. For example, uh, there's a song called Guitar Town by Steve Earle, and if you want to have a, an amazing, consistent run cadence, that's 90 steps per minute that's okay. like right so two steps I would highly recommend that but what what sort of music was imprinted in your head when you were kind of developing your own pace um oh now you're gonna stump me because I haven't run for a little <laughs> no, I know there was a few vid skill songs in okay, there yeah, and, yeah. and uh, all about that bass which is a lot oh, of people yeah. hate that song oh. but it's actually a good song to run to mm-hmm. and you know Eye of the Tiger you have to put oh, that oh my goodness you gotta put that you've one you've stolen my playlist. wife's playlist haven't you you've been sharing oh my goodness <laughs> Yeah, I just had to make sure I, I weeded out all my Christmas songs because they're all mixed up in my playlist mm-hmm. too. But uh, yeah, I can't I can't think of oh, any any particular ones. But I right right at the moment you kind of stumped me on that. So big sponsors of the Run for Water. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your actual role? Are you a financial sponsor? Are you doing eight stations? I know you're. Uh, once again, perhaps uh, giving your staff the the day yeah. or at least the morning yeah. off to do that. Yeah, yeah. So we're um, I I think it's called a gold sponsor. Like mm. we're not a title sponsor. It's no, the okay. Envision is title, um, but I think we're one of the gold sponsors. And then um, Peg Peters, who's the uh, coordinator for Run for Water, he actually invited us last year to or sorry now it's been a year and a half mm-hmm. to come to Ethiopia and oh. see the project. So. Rob and I, uh, November of 2016, we went along with, the, with there was about 18 of us, uh-huh. and then we went to Ethiopia and uh, got on a bus and, and went to see the projects, um, some that the, that the um, 
run had put wells in already for the last year. So we went back to visit that village that had now had clean water for a year. How gratifying was that? That was incre- that mm-hmm. was incredible. Yeah, to see to see that, and then um, and then the village that we spent the night in for uh, we we slept out in pup tents for two nights mm-hmm. in this very remote remote village. They did not have. They were working on getting the well, and they actually struck water while we were there. Wow! But that was a life changing experience to be somewhere where people have no access to water. There mm-hmm. was no water. This this little village didn't had never even had electricity, so it was a very very remote village, and the only water we had was what we brought in on water bottles. So there was no washing your hands. There mm-hmm. was sanitation. Sanitation. What a challenge. Yeah, and uh, the the clean water source that they did have was about two or three kilometers up in the mountains. There was in the village. A watering hole with all the animals walking in and out of it in the oh, mornings. People were, were there filling up their water jugs with mm-hmm. water. And I said to Peg, like, they're not drinking this water, are they? Because it was filthy, mm-hmm. just filthy. And he said, well, if they don't have time to go up to the mountains to get their clean water, they're probably using this. They know they're not supposed to, but, uh, but, but they don't have a choice. Right. You know, so it was, um, that was a life-changing experience. And... And when I came back and trained for the second year of the mm-hmm. run, I thought, wow, that also motivated me very much. Absolutely. If Just these to girls, see the fruits if these of girls your can do that, mm-hmm. then I can, I can run five kilometers. 5K, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And something actually that, um, I, you know, I would encourage anyone who wants to do this, you probably have mostly athletes that listen to this type of thing, but there was three people that asked me kind of all in a row, well, mm-hmm. what are you doing for Run for Water? And I said, well, I'm only running the five you know, I'm only, only, only doing the 5K. Yeah. And all three people said to me, don't you dare say that you're only That's running the right. 5K. Mm-hmm. They said there's actually a very small percentage of people that actually can do that kind the of can, thing. Period, that can, period, yeah. yeah. That, that Let that. alone so, place in their age group like you've yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the ladies, I it was at um, one of the local sports shops. I wouldn't even know her name, but she said the same thing to me. You know, I was buying a little waste thing to put water mm-hmm. in for when I was running and... And uh, she kind of gave me that same lecture. She said, don't you ever think that you're only running 5K? Mm-hmm. And then she said, look at me. And I, and I looked at her and she had actually prosthetic leg. Oh. And she said, you know, think I, you know, I can do a few things too. And we never say that it's only doing that. She yeah. said, you know, you got to be proud of what you can do. Absolutely. So that, that was encouraging mm-hmm. for, for me and made me feel a little bit better about my accomplishment. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's set the scene um, Let's say you go on a training run. It's a beautiful day in April because these clouds and this rain will disappear eventually. Mm-hmm, we we heard Tuesday. <laughs> You're at the end of a beautiful five, maybe six kilometer run. The weather is nice and warm. What's going to be your beverage of choice at the so-called finish line? Sure. Beverage of choice? Um... Uh, probably just water, I think. I, yeah. <laughs> Very appropriate. <laughs> probably mm-hmm. just water. And if I can get my hands on a nice juicy orange, that mm-hmm. always seems to be something that, that I love after a run. I mm-hmm. usually try and have something like toast and peanut butter or something like that before to get you know something with a little protein and mm-hmm. that'll give me a little bit of energy. But yeah, I, I can't say that I have like sports beverages or mm-hmm. Gatorades or anything like that. It's just kind of water okay yeah final question for okay. you this one isn't scripted so we're going to kind of put you on the spot but <laughs> okay. if you've heard our podcast before um we tend to surprise some of our guests so if you could be an animal oh other than a human being what animal would you be and tell us why 
Is a bird an animal? Oh, absolutely. Can, can yeah. yeah. I love birds. Okay. Yeah. I, I love birds. And I just think they come in so many beautiful colors. They get to sit in pretty trees. They mm-hmm. sing nice songs. You know, when I, and I, and I'm often very attuned to hearing the birds. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can, if it's a beautiful sunny day and I'm going for a walk, I just love to listen to the birds because I think they just, they just, they're happy too. They're singing mm-hmm. a happy yeah. song. <laughs> they're singing a happy song. So mm-hmm. if I could be an animal, I think it probably would be a bird. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte, <laughs> for your welcome. time. That Charlotte Lepp from Lepp's Farm Market. Our guest this week on Fitspeak. Just a reminder, Fitspeak is brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Whether your goal is to finish a fondo, do a marathon, or try a triathlon, we offer personalized training programs and weekly consultations. That's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Check out the TriJoy link on the Fitspeak homepage. <laughs>